Hey, welcome to Lend Me Your Ear. I'm here with Minnie Compass Real Estate. Minnie has uh, uh, agreed to join me today and sharing with her her knowledge about what's happening in the uh, uh, the overall marketplace, especially in Elmhurst and the near western suburbs. Welcome, Ginny. Thanks, Pat. I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's so uh, it's so wonderful having you. Uh, we've been trying to get this together for some time now, and I'm glad that we were finally able to. Uh, coordinate things and have you come into uh, our home studio. So Ginny, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started in the real estate business. Oh my gosh. So I started 37 years ago. I was 22 years old and didn't know anything about real estate and kind of got thrown into it. So mm -hmm. um, it's been a long, it's been a very long road and a lot of things have changed in 37 years. Oh my God. Sure. Have they ever, yeah. have they ever. So you've seen the ups, you've seen the downs. What can you tell or share with us as far as what you're suggesting for home buyers in today's market. Oh boy. So it's a really rough market right now for buyers. If you have something to sell, it's a great market. Um, we just have way more buyers than we do sellers right now. Mm -hmm. So as a first time buyer, especially you're going to have your work cut out for you. Um, almost everything we're seeing is going at or over list price right now. So even with rates being at the levels that we're seeing right now, I know they've tempered a little bit, but we're still, in the mid to high sixes. Yeah, even with rates up. The problem is that there's just not enough inventory. Mm. So you have people who are my age and your age right. who have a two and three quarter uh, interest rate and they don't want to sell that house to get into a 7% interest rate. So all of those buy, all of those sellers now are kind of staying where they're at. Right. So normally those sellers would be moving on and they're not. So the most of the buyers that we're seeing right now, what they can look at are people who are retiring. So mm. sellers who are retiring, sellers who are moving out of state, Sellers who are moving into a nursing home, somebody who's passed away. So the the inventory that we usually have is just not coming on the market. Mm -hmm. So the buyers that are out there right now have very limited resources to look at. Yeah, and and the stats bear that out, folks. Uh, you know, on the day that we're recording this in early May, um, statistics are showing that uh, overall applications are down nearly thirty percent year over year. But do you suggest that buyers wait for rates to no. dip? No, I would have thought that three years ago, I would have thought that we would be in a very different place right now. So right. Um, I, here's my concern is that, as an example, last week I wrote two offers. Mm -hmm. One was for the first time buyer, so they could go up to about 300. There were nine other offers on that property. My goodness. We didn't get it. Yeah. I had another one that's paying t going 20% down. It's a 465 price range. There were 24 offers on that property. So I think that you just need to get out in the game, yeah. start looking at stuff, see what's on the market, see if what's out there you like, um, and, and just go for it. Because I don't know what next year is going to bring. Right. If I know what next year is going to bring, I could be doing a lot of different things in life than selling real estate. But, <laughs> but there's course. just no inventory. I'll give you an example. So in Elmhurst right now, a total of 45, 44 houses are on the market. A total of 44 houses in the whole town. There are 11 under 500,000. Only 11 houses under 500,000 on the market. There's 11 between 500,000 and a million. And then when you get over a million, there's 22 houses. Mm. So for the normal buyer under that 500,000 price range or even 500 to a million, there's really not that much to look right, at. Right, right. And then when you do look at it, you're going to get into a multiple offer. Okay. So I, I'm assuming that you're suggesting that any of the buyers that you're working with not only get pre-approved, but be ready to move immediately upon. There's, you can't wait. So I, I showed 14 properties last night. Today, oh I got calls at seven of them already had multiple offers. And these oh are all, all houses that have just come out in the last few days. Yeah. So, yeah, if you are out there looking, if you are ready to buy and you've been pre-approved for your mortgage, don't even bother if you haven't been pre-approved for your mortgage, but you've been pre-approved for your mortgage, 
you need to be able to make a decision that day, or most likely you're not going to have a chance at it. And even making a decision that day, most likely you're going to be in the multiple offer. My goodness. Here's the problem is everybody wants the same house. Right. They want it all fixed up. They want an open floor plan. They want the white cabinets and the gray walls and the dark hardwood floors. So if that's what you like, you're going to have a lot of competition. If you're somebody who can do a little bit of work, maybe you're still going to have competition, but maybe you won't have as much competition as you would if you're buying the same thing that everybody else wants. Yeah. So this is why, I, you know, I'm suggesting to folks that you don't necessarily have to have your forever home as your first home. Back in the day, you know, back when Jenny and I were uh, purchasing, that first home that we purchased was just a, a stepping, stepping stone, stone. An, an opportunity to build some equity and move forward beyond that. And, you know, what I'm also suggesting is, yeah, you may not find that cookie cutter home, but we also offer renovation financing right. that can help you make that less than perfect home into your dream home. Right. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't hurt to do a little bit of work. You know, you might no. have to do a little bit of painting. You might have to refinish right. the floors or put in some new carpeting. Uh, make it your house, not the house that somebody else is right. living. You want to make it your house anyway. Exactly. What about sellers? What are you suggesting for sellers? So let's say they're in a different um, mode right now and they are able to sell. Maybe they've got plenty of equity that even if they were to downside, they don't have to take on a mortgage. What are you suggesting for sellers? So that's do? again, who that's one of our sellers too, right? Is somebody who has no mortgage left on their house. So the interest rate doesn't matter to them. They're going to sell it, use cash to buy something else. Um, anyone out there who's thinking about selling, this is the market to do it. Prices are still going up. Um, you're going to you're going to have a lot of people coming in to see your house. And if you're not quite ready, and this is something I've told people lately too, if you're not quite ready and you're thinking, well, I still have a couple of things I want to do to make it look perfect for photos, talk to your agent about going into the private listing network. We call it the PLN. The PLN is just for realtors to look at. So buyers don't have access to it. It doesn't mm -hmm. go to the public market. It's just for the private market. So talk to your agent about that. It might be a good stepping stone. It might be a good test place. See how much activity you're going to get on it. See if you're pricing it right. But then you don't have to have all the photos done already. It doesn't have to be in perfect condition. Those buyers are just excited to get into a house sure. that maybe somebody else isn't looking at. Fantastic. So now, now while you help buyers all over this, uh, the northern uh, part of the uh, Chicagoland area, I know that uh, your primary marketplace is the near western birds like right. Elmhurst. Right. And you've alluded to what some of the numbers are in Elmhurst. Uh, can you share a little bit more about what you're seeing in Elmhurst and the West surrounding Western Burbs? Yes, yeah, so we talked about Elmhurst a little bit. And I can tell you that right now, Elmhurst's average day on the market is about 76 days. Now understand that 76 days means going on the market, going under contract to closing. Yeah. So, and you can average closing is going to be 45 to 60 days. So being 76 days on the market, that's a pretty short market time right now mm -hmm. that we're seeing. Um, Lombard is a little bit lower price range. Lombard right now, there's 30 houses on the market. Wow only nine under 300,000. And that's that sweet spot for our yeah, first time buyer. Right? Yeah. There's only nine on the market. Villa Park, there's only 10 total on the market in Villa Park. Then you go to some of our other like near West suburbs. Berkeley's got one active listing. Hillside's got five active listings. Westchester, 11 active listings. So there's just not a lot of inventory. So you as a seller, if you're thinking, maybe I should do this right now. Maybe I should at least find out what it's worth. I would encourage you to do that. Find out what your house is worth. Find out what you can get for it. But also talk to your agent about where you're going to go. You got to yeah. have a place to go. I don't want to make clients homeless. So right. are we going to end up in, um, are we going to rent for a while? Are we going to have to um, find something right away? Can we buy without selling? These are all things to talk about. And I'm sure when you're talking to your different um, clients mm -hmm. and they say, can I buy without selling? That's a big thing right now. It's a huge thing. And, you know, you and to Jenny's point, you have to have a contingency plan. So let's say you can sell without, uh, per, uh, sell without, uh, 
uh, selling your current home, buy without selling your current home, excuse me. You you know, are you going to have a place to go in the event you can't find that home that you uh, want to make your own at that point? So um, now in today's day and age, especially uh, with what COVID has taught us that uh, many consumers are working from their home, Mm -hmm. are you suggesting also for buyers to maybe expand their home search a little bit further out from uh, where they might ideally like to go? Yeah. And I think that I think that once you get out there and start looking and you find out what costs are, what a house that you want to live in is going to cost you, that's going to kind of, that's mm-hmm. going to make that decision for you. Right. right. Um, and yeah, if you can work from home, it's going to change everything. It might mm-hmm. mean moving out of state. Right. So, and if you're going to move out of state and you're going to sell now, then you might want to rent for a while in your new place so that Just you really to, get a feel for where right, you want to live. Right. So what do you, uh, what are you telling folks that are considering purchasing a um, second home or a vacation home? So I think right now is a really good time to do that if you can afford to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would try to buy someplace that if you're going to buy a second home, think about someplace you're going to want to retire as well. Right. So you might want to use it as a second home right now. You might want to use it just during different seasons, but try to do something that you can also rent out. So keep that in mind. If you're looking at condos, oftentimes they're not going to let you do short-term rentals. You might only be able to do one month or two months or six months or year-long rentals. So make sure that you're looking at what the association's saying that sure. you can do. For a single-family home, that might not be an issue, but there's more and more rules for Airbnbs and that kind of stuff. So, um, But if you're going to look for a second home, I think this is a great time to do it, especially with with our stock market not doing so well. You might be better off taking your money out of the stock market and putting it into a home just to diversify a little bit. Right. So, um, But make it someplace that you want to retire. Maybe have that place played off by the time you retire because you've been renting it out. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and to Ginny's point, uh, you know, with, in today's inflationary times, Folks are looking for alternative investments, and real estate historically has been a great hedge against inflation, and hence why we've seen the rapid rise in valuation over the past few years. It was because of a couple of factors. Uh, Jenny briefly alluded to it. We, you know, the, the reason we have more buyers out there uh, is because a large amount of um, millennials and Gen Xers are getting into the marketplace, and the pool of potential homes has shrunk. So because of that, we're seeing a rapid increase in valuation. So despite interest rates going up, uh, despite the slowdown in the economy, the housing market, while it has slowed down, valuations continue to increase. So if you think that by waiting, uh, things will improve themselves, I would suggest, highly suggest that you take that plunge sooner rather than later. And, you know, Ginny also mentioned earlier that, you know, if you're ready to buy, don't dilly-dally. Um, this is not the time to have uh, or wait for an aunt or uncle to come and look at the home. Right. Make that decision now. You always have a brief period of time to review things after you've gone to contract, but now is not the time to dilly-dally. You know, Listen to your realtor, especially a professional like uh, Jenny, who's been in the industry well over 30 years. She'll uh, suggest to you what kind of offer to make. And uh, it's imperative that you listen to a professional today. And understand, a lot of people really struggle paying over list price. That's really pretty much what you're going to have to do right now on most houses. I'm not going to say every house, but on most houses, you're going to have to pay over list. And I know there's a big concern about interest rates today, where they are today versus where they were a year, year and a half ago. This is what I try to tell my clients. You're not married to that interest rate. Mm -hmm. You're dating the interest rate. You're married to the house. So if you find the right house that you love and you can afford with today's interest rates, Go for it. And then down the road, when interest rates start to come down a little bit, then you can call Pat and do a refi on it. But right now, if you can afford it at this interest rate and you are loving the house, 
go for it and then we, you know, refi it later. You can always refi later. And, you know, uh, but if interest rates go up from today to the next year, you're going to be thrilled that you got locked in where we are today. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, what I experienced and I know what Ginny did as well with the, uh, the homes that she's held over the past, uh, uh, several decades is that interest rates do go up due to come down and you refinance right. my first mortgage. And it wasn't because I had a uh, bad credit, but my first mortgage in the eighties uh, was at 12%. Right. And I slowly, steadily saw that decline throughout the years. Right. So don't, you know, I know we were all initially shocked, but how, how quickly and how um, high interest rates have gone. But in all honesty, where rates are today is the historical average. Correct. Yeah. I mean, when I started, interest rates were 18%. Right. So, you know, today's rates, again, historically look great. Right. It's just when you go back a year and a half, it looks it looks a little you bit know, different. I equate it to uh, individuals who were purchasing cars a few years ago at 0% interest. Mm -hmm. You know, once they started to charge a regular, more normal interest, everybody uh, spooked at first. Things slow down, but now people are still buying cars wherever they are, six to ten percent interest rates. So, and we all need a place to live, right? So you're either going to own or you're going to rent. And right now, rental prices are yeah. off the charts crazy, and you're getting nothing back for it. So at least if you own, you're getting the tax write off right. for your interest. You're getting tax write off for your taxes. You're getting um, equity being built into your property. A savings, yeah. right? It's it's almost like a forced savings account. For yeah. When where, when you're renting, you get none of that. Absolutely. You know, and I've, I've gone on this program many, many times is that one of the key ways of, of building generational wealth is through real owning real estate. And if you can take that first step, own that first home, and then subsequently possibly purchase a second home, you're well on your way to building wealth because historically, at least, uh, real estate has maintained a hedge against inflation. Right. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So I had a client a couple of years ago. She, I sold her a condo. She was the first person in her family, her entire family, to ever own a property. Mm. And I talked to her mom, and I was just so proud that she was able to buy this property. I talked to her mom, and I said, you know, you really should own a property too. And she's probably in her 50s. Yeah. And she said, oh, I could, I'll never be able to pay it off. Why would I buy a house? And I said, you don't have to, buy, you don't have to right. pay it off. But you've been renting now. You're 50-some years old. You've been renting for 30-some years. So she thought about it, and she thought about it. And she called last year, and she said, okay, I think I'm ready to buy a condo. And it was just such a gratifying experience to be able to reach out to somebody and say, hey, you can do this. And now after 30 some years of renting, she actually owns her own property. So she and her daughter both own a condo and no one in their family had ever owned a condo, and which is like the best thing. One of the questions I was going to ask you, Ginny, is why do you do what you yeah, do? And I think why. that's why. That's why. You know, and I, and I agree, wholeheartedly agree with uh, Ginny. It's so gratifying and so fulfilling for us when we can help you achieve that dream of yeah. home ownership. And more so, especially if it's a, an individual who is the first of their family or the first of their generation to be able to take that plunge. It's just and so first time gratifying. buyers for me are so much fun. Oh my God. You know, they just, yeah. you know, they've watched all the TV shows and they think they know what it's going to look like. And they think they're going to look at three or four houses right. and the perfect house will be in their price range and just the whole education process and the handholding. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool job. It is. Yeah. It is. So Jenny, if you could go back in time, oh, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that I would probably tell myself. What do you mean about business? Yeah, well, let's, yeah. let's, let's keep it business. Yes, let's keep um, it in business. You know, I think actually I got so much good advice back then that it would probably have been similar advice that I give myself now. Um, work really hard. Mm -hmm. Be honest. Mm -hmm. Your reputation is everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get mo emotional about it. Um, your, your reputation is everything. It and is. You're been, when you've been in this business as long as I have, 
that reputation follows you. So I think I would say that. I mean, and again, I got that great advice from mentors and mm -hmm. along the way. So, oh, yeah, wonderful. Right? <laughs> I I didn't mean that to to go that. I didn't mean to go Oprah on you. Sorry uh, about that. That's yeah, quite all right. But it, it's so true. I mean, what we do, um, we just have to stay true to ourselves and be confident that what we're doing uh, is going to help individuals down the road and not to take ourselves too seriously as well. Right. Yeah. And I mean, most of my business and probably yours too comes from referrals. Right. So if you're not doing a great job with your clients, you're not, you can't stay in this business 37 years right. if you're not getting all your repeat clients and referrals. So it says a lot if you've been in this business a long time and you're still a Absolutely. You're still and, and to me, and I, and I agree with Jenny, to me, it's more important uh, that my reputation stays where it is uh, because ultimately it doesn't matter whether I'm helping an individual with a $50,000 condo right. or a half a million dollar condo. We treat everyone the same way. We want to help everyone. And because uh, that $50,000 condo is, is everything to them. Right. No different yeah. than the half a million dollar house. That Absolutely. Else is mine. It doesn't matter what price range it is. Yeah. I think, I think that's probably the, maybe the best advice that anybody could get is every client should be treated Absolutely. the same. doesn't matter what their price range is. And we all work to make a living, mm -hmm. obviously, but I mean, there are a lot of days that I would do this for free Yeah. because just what you get out of it and just being able to find the right house for your client is a very cool. Think about this. This is your house is where you build your life. Mm -hmm. It's where, it's where your kids are going to meet their friends. It's who they're going to become because of who sure. they meet. It's who your neighbors, your neighbors are going to become your friends. It's going to be your community. That house changes the trajectory of your life, really. So it's important. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what kind of fun activities do you oh, like to do, gosh. Jenny? Uh, I told you I was going to take things a little uh, <laughs> off course here. I, I love to vacation. Yeah. I do love to vacation. Um, my husband and I have a place in Florida, so I like to go there. Mm -hmm. We have two dogs, so love walking the dogs and playing with the dogs. We read a lot. Um, I work a lot, so mm -hmm. usually my phone's in my hand no matter yeah, what you know, know. no matter what I'm doing. But, um, yeah. But, yeah. And, but, you know, to your point, you know, our phones are always with us but we still have the ability to enjoy ourselves, but it doesn't mean that we can't stop what we're doing for a moment and answer your call and help you along the way as well. Right. So you touched upon that you like to read a lot. Um, is there a particular book that has influenced you either professionally or, or, or personally? Is there a one or two books that uh, have really hit a chord with you? Uh, probably not. No, truthfully, I, I read for fun. My okay. husband reads to get smarter. And I read. How's to that going? It's going really well. He's brilliant. But <laughs> I read. I truthfully, I don't read like the self help books. I don't yeah. read. I read like stuff that I can just forget about okay. life. So yeah, so that's more destruction. for yeah. relaxation yeah. and thought. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts as far as uh, you know um, uh, what you'd like to convey out there? Uh, I think that if you're if you're thinking that this year you might want to sell your house, at least get started on it. Call your agent. Find out what your house is worth. Find out what the process is going to be. Talk about going to the PLN for a while just to see what that's going to look and like. Can you uh, share what the PLN is yeah, again? Yeah, PLN again is the private listing network. And if you're a buyer and your agent's not checking the PLN for you every day, they're doing you a disservice. Now, I will tell you right now there's 18 houses in Elmhurst in the PLN. Probably only half of them are allowing showings. Mm -hmm. So you might not be able to get in all of them. But if you can get in them, it might be a house that not... 30 people aren't looking at that maybe only five people are mm -hmm. looking at. So if your agent's not looking in the PLN for you right now, you need to talk to your agent about that. Yeah, that's very sound advice, folks. So Jenny, how can the uh, people out there get a hold of you? 
My email address is on the screen, jenny.leamy at gmail.com, or you can call me at 708-205-9541. Well, thank you again, Jenny, for thank joining you. me on Lend Me Your Ear. Um, folks, don't uh, hesitate to contact Jenny, especially if you're looking anywhere in the uh, uh, northern half of uh, the Chicagoland suburbs. Yeah, I've uh, gone everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All of us do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for joining us, folks. Again, this is Pat Canone with Lend Me Your Ear. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye.